Barbara Minton. Ever wonder why some people are so good at getting what they want? It's because they have learned how to manipulate others into surrendering their power to them. One of the most effective tools used to achieve this is the Hegelian dialectic. Whether you yearn for power over others or just want to protect yourself from being manipulated, it's time to study this principle. Amazingly, the Hegelian dialectic requires only three simple steps and can be mastered with only a small bit of practice. When you fully grasp how it works, you will be able to understand events and happenings in a new light. Here are the three steps as they are used in today's world. Of course they are begun with an end goal in mind. Step 1. Create a conflict or problem where none existed before. Make this problem so compelling that others will want to see it solved. Step 2. Broadcast and publicize the problem. Escalate its importance and play to the emotions of people to the point where they become uncomfortable enough to clamor for a solution. Step 3. Get what you want by providing that solution and getting everyone on board with it. This solution is one the public never dreamed it needed until the conditioning of the first two steps was implemented. Most often the outcome is that people think something great has been done for them, when in fact they are simply succumbing to propaganda. Here's a simple example of Hegelian dialectic at work in the dairy industry. The goal is making more money. Step 1. The dairy industry decides to sell skim milk close to the price at which whole milk is selling, thus having the delicious and valuable milk fat left to sell separately but skim milk tastes terrible and almost nobody wants to buy it. So it is decided that the public must be made to believe drinking skim milk is healthier than drinking whole milk. Step 2. The aim here is to instill fear in people, so that they will want to start buying skim milk. Strategic people such as mainstream doctors and nutritionists are recruited to help spread the word that drinking whole milk is bad for your health. Perceived authorities make announcements in popular mainstream media claiming that the fat in milk is dangerous and responsible for many of the bad health outcomes of today. Parents become convinced that they would be ostracized and thought of as bad parents if they served their children whole milk, even though they themselves grew up drinking whole milk without any problems. When common sense is thrown out the window, the goal of step 2 has been accomplished. Step 3. The dairy industry rushes in to save the public from the terrible fate of having to drink whole milk. Skim milk is presented as the perfect solution. Various products such as flavored, colored and sweetened skim milk appear in school cafeterias and in the grocer's dairy case. Everyone feels good because they have been saved from the evils of milk fat. And the dairy industry has almost doubled its profits. The Hegelian dialectic can be used to manipulate anybody about anything. Of course the Hegelian dialectic is not just for manipulating people over health issues. It is in use in the political area too, and has been for some time. A prime example is the goal of the Nazis to gain power in Germany and the rest of the world in the 1930s. Step 1. The new Chancellor of Germany, Adolf Hitler, wants to be a dictator, not a politician. His intent is to forget about the confines of rules and quickly establish his dictatorship so he can get started on his Nazi revolution. But there is opposition from the communists to this power grab. A plan is devised by Hitler and Joseph Goebbels, Reich Minister of Propaganda for the Nazis, to burn down the Reichstag, a German building akin to the British Parliament, or the Capitol in Washington, D.C., and to blame the fire on the communist opposition. Step 2. After the fire, Hitler portrays himself as maddened and infuriated, and he tells the Germans that they have been too soft on communists. Every communist official must be shot, he screamed. All friends of the communists must be locked up. Hitler then scripts the media coverage of the fire, and he and Goebbels fill news outlets with lies about how the communists perpetrated the fire as part of a plot to grab power in Berlin. Soon after, the news heralds Hitler and the Nazis as the saviors of Germany. Step 3. Hitler demands an emergency decree to put an end to the crisis. Since he is now perceived as a hero, there is no opposition. 
the decree allows him restrictions on the personal liberty, on the right of free expression of opinion, including freedom of the press, on the rights of assembly and association, and violations of the privacy of postal, telegraphic and telephonic communications and warrants for house searches, orders for confiscations as well as restrictions on property, are also permissible beyond the legal limits otherwise prescribed. With this decree, the Nazi dictatorship is established. Georg Wilhelm Hegel, an observant philosopher who lived two centuries ago, was the first to explain the Hegelian dialectic, referring to the three steps as thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. He saw it as a way to easily create oneness of mind. Since Hegel brought it to light, the principle has been repeatedly used to achieve power, status, control, and wealth. Hegel observed that one type of government or society, thesis, gives rise to another that is the polar opposite, antithesis. After these two sides battle it out for a while with no resolution, everyone is ready for change. A third type of government or society, synthesis, is then created. The example of the Nazi rise to power follows this pattern. The battle between democracy and communism rages on until everyone is frustrated and wants change. In steps the Nazis. It is easy to see the principle at work today in the effort to create children who will grow up being unable to intelligently participate in their democracy, giving government the autonomy it so craves. Step 1. The federal government wants to grab control of the education system from the states to remold it, so it creates the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, ESEA, and provides it with money. This money is handed out to schools on the condition that they accept the strings that go with it. Little by little the handouts are increased, and state control is eroded. To fulfill EC mandates, academic programs morph into social programs, and watered-down curriculum becomes the norm. Step 2. The watered-down curriculum manifests in lower test scores and increasing illiteracy. Teachers become the fall guys for the lack of achievement of the students. More social programs are thrown at the problem, and the school day and school year are extended. Parents also become fall guys as schools progress in controlling the parent-child relationship by pitting parents against their children over school issues. Yet the issue of children's failure to learn is never addressed. Parents and the public at large clamor for a solution. Step 3. This last step is being played out now, as we are taught to despise the individual and embrace collectivism and living social. The circle of intellect is shrinking as all thought that veers from the center is found to be suspect by those who now track our every movement. It appears that the individual will soon be extinct, having been stripped of uniqueness and now valued simply as a commodity. Along with the loss of individuality goes the ability to advocate for oneself. The new generation will likely emerge as a willing participant in its own enslavement. For more information, http colon slash slash www.crossroad.to slash articles 2 slash 05 slash dialectic.htm http colon slash slash n.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash dialectic https colon slash slash www.lurockwell.com slash 2006 slash 09 slash jacob hornberger slash how hitler became a dictator http colon slash slash www.ed.gov slash ec Copyright Barbara Minton. All rights reserved. Barbara Minton is a school psychologist and the author of Dividend Capture, a book on personal finance. She is a breast cancer survivor using bioidentical hormone therapy and a passionate advocate of natural health with hundreds of articles on many aspects of health and wellness. She is the editor and publisher of Align Life's Health Secrets newsletter. See other articles by Barbara at http colon slash slash alignlife.com and http colon slash slash www.naturalnews.com slash author358.html.